Welcome to Season 2 of Passion to Profit Podcast. Hey there, I'm Nikki Milne, a high school dropout, ex-hairdresser and salon owner to PR and marketing expert and founder of the Perth Collective PR Agency. I'm a mum to four, a wife of a firefighter and a very driven entrepreneur. This season, we're going to interview some incredible business owners that I've had the pleasure of working with or personally knowing. And I'm going to do some episodes on tips, tricks, and strategies that I've used to not only scale my business, but the businesses I mentor and consult with and that I work with through my PR agency. So without further ado, let's dive into season two of the Passion to Profit podcast. Welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. Today, I am joined by Kim from Your Social Voice. Kim has been a bit of a mentor to me over the last few years. He's my go-to man when I get really, really stuck. So he knows if he hears from me, it's I'm like at the bottom of my tether and I don't know who to turn to. And he's got me out of some incredibly sticky situations. So it's an honor to have him here to joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm excited to get you in front of my audience and actually hear your thoughts and because we are quite different on some things and other things we very much agree on. So I think that's always makes for a really interesting conversation. So take me back. Tell me about your social voice and who you are and what you actually do to help small business owners. Definitely. So your social voice, we've been running now for oh, probably by the time this airs will be nine years um, that we've been running for. And we've always specialized in paid advertising. So when I was younger, whether it was like learning for myself, learning for uh, my brother and I had a small little supplement company that I wanted to grow. I always thought that paid advertising would be the way because it was the easiest at the time. I was like, cool, I'm working full time. If I can just throw a few ads up there, get some people to buy some things, then it just means I don't have to stress and worry about where the next person's coming from. I spend a little bit of money and it will work. So that's what I thought. It took a lot of learning. Obviously, it's not just there you go, make money with ads. But yeah, so 2012, 13, I was learning um, Facebook ads and, and how they work. Before that, I was doing like SEO and just, you know, different things for like from that perspective of online advertising. And then I really delved into it and I thought, well, if I'm going to do one, I may as well do one really well rather than try and be spread thin across Google, across you know Yahoo, Facebook, everything else. Um, so I decided just to go Facebook and then just really hone in on that. So we've been focused on that now the entirety of my career, I suppose, in uh, in this space uh, as much as we could. So we uh, we really wanted to go, how can we help business owners just focus on what they do best and then basically help them take care of the rest? So now we've done that from a fully done for you service where we go in and we build things for them. We run all the paid ads and then we also teach people as well. So we do a lot of um, uh, education, mentoring, coaching, um, whether it be group or one-on-one to help people, you know, whether it be implementing the strategies that we have or teaching them how to do it for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, my mind, when I go to Facebook advertising, it's not something we touch. You've actually done mine in the past because I was just like, it's just not, it's beyond me wanting to learn it as well. And I think it's such a fast moving, you know, the algorithm changes, the systems change. There is just no way. And like you're saying, it's so good you specialize in that because I can see the amount of educating you're having to do to keep up with whatever's happening in that Facebook space of ads is just really mind blowing how quickly it all changes. And so diving deep into straight away the tough questions, do you think in 2023 we're going to see an increase in ad spend from business owners or are we going to see a decrease or what's the market going to actually look like? I think it will increase depending upon what happens because like everyone is, um, I think especially in Australia, poised and thinking that either we are in recession or a recession is coming. Mm-hmm. So um, some people I know are like, I'm, I'm ready for it, but I don't think it hasn't like hit yet, like from that perspective. So 
when that happens, some people will pull back, definitely. Others will double down. Um, but from a spend perspective, I think we'll see people that have been doing the same will keep doing the same. So they might get a lesser result because it's becoming more competitive. You have to have a bit deeper understanding and you can't get away with lazy advertising, which yeah. a lot of people used to be able to get away with. And that's why you saw so many people popping up being like, I do Facebook ads. Like I saw someone go from a salesperson to a sales coach to a Facebook coach to a Facebook agency to now doing something completely different because it's, it was seemed as an easy thing to do and easy to charge people lots of money for. Yeah. So that's kind of happening from that perspective. But I think there'll be a similar spend, but I think a migration of spend. And what I mean by that is like spread further out. So for example, one of the platforms that we are really trying to learn the most about from an ads perspective at the moment is TikTok. So organically, it works very, very well, which I've seen We um, uh, at a recent mastermind. We had a specialist come and talk about this um, and about how he went from like zero to 300,000 followers in less than a year in a very obscure space in like mortgage broking. So not anything that's like sexy or fun or anything like that. (laughs) And then we, I went, well, look, I I love to learn the organic and I love to like nerd out on that stuff, but I'm also like, what's the paid side? How can I leverage that? And in about, I think it was April this year of uh, 2022, they introduced their pay-as-you-go ad platform. Before that, you had to spend like a minimum of like 500 grand a month. And it was only for big, big advertisers. And now it's um, come, so it's like you can spend very similar to Facebook. So a lot of our clients at the moment that we do um, dump view services for, we've migrated nearly a third of their spend. And I think it'll probably go up to closer to like half of their spend across to TikTok in 2020 by the end of it. How interesting. So this is where product-based businesses, coaching services, all industry. I thought it was only going to work really well for product-based businesses Mm. was my first initial impression because there's a lot of products on there. It's easier to get like user-generated content and reviews and there's a lot of people that are going out and looking at cafes, bars, restaurants, location-based stuff, activity-based like flight club and like darts and pool and all that sort of stuff. A lot of cool places like that popping up and uh, people are running those as ads. But coaching, consulting, Compared to any other platform, it's about the same price as Facebook to generate leads and sales, but the the conversion rate is lower, which means you get a much higher view rate. So, for example, on Facebook, the average cost per impression, which is like the universal advertising metric, like to get in front of a thousand people, how much does it cost you? Can sit between fifteen and twenty five dollars is about the average for most people in Australia. Yeah. On TikTok, it's three dollars. Wow. So. That disparity to me is like, this is a time to take advantage of this. So for us, like we've got clients that we couldn't run their stuff on Facebook because they were getting shut down and getting uh, hitting a ton of frustration. <laughs> on TikTok, they were just like, it's like the wild west days of, of Facebook. Yes, there's many rules and regulations. However, the costs, I send people from TikTok to YouTube. So I want to grow my YouTube channel. It cost me two cents to get someone to click on a video. Oh my gosh. Wow. And even I noticed that I've got a TikTok very randomly use it, but I um put $15 in ad spend just to see what it would do. And it went to 5,000 people and lots of click-throughs. And I was like, Ooh, there's something here. Like this is amazing. Um, And that was just me doing a very much almost like a boosted post version on TikTok with no idea what I was doing. And I was like, imagine if you knew what you were doing, like you're saying, it's unbelievable, but I've got under a thousand followers. So I don't seem to have a link out. So the the first ad that we run, and the reason why I like TikTok as well, is like, again, the early days of Facebook where you could pay to get likes where it's like, like my page, not like fake likes, but like pay to promote it for people to like it. 
you can do that for followers on TikTok. So you can do a paid ad campaign on TikTok to get more followers. So we get everyone to do that first and do that straight away. And it'll probably cost you, depending on the brand and product, in it, for Australian audience, between 20 cents and probably 80 cents per follower, um, if you've got good creative. So if you want to get to a thousand, we that's the first thing I tell everyone to do is get to a thousand so you can have that link out because yeah. you know we want to send traffic somewhere. Um, being both marketers in the marketing space. Yeah. Like, very important to have that. So that's the first campaign I tell anyone to run on there. That is brilliant because for months I've been going, I don't see the point because I can't send them anywhere right now. And I've sat on 400 followers for like six months and I've got quite disheartened. So that is so clever because, you know, I could see once I got that link out, then it's an amazing platform. And I spend a lot of time watching on TikTok now. Like I find it very entertaining compared to Instagram. I feel like I'm constantly being sold at. Being that it's new, it's very easy for us because we manage a decent amount of spend to get a TikTok rep. So I got to get on the phone with people at TikTok and they gave me the, the rundown. The average person spends 90 minutes a day on there, about 28 hours over the month. So it's the most used and most consumed platform at the moment. And like the number of times people open it per day is the highest as well. So I know for myself, I it's similar. I'm going on there and I'm like, I'm seeing great stuff. I'm like saving all these cool restaurants to go to and yeah. places and travel and just ransom. There's a, a guy who does Excel hacks and I'm like, oh, I like that. I'll save yeah. that for like that. So <laughs> it's, it's really, it's fun. It is. And I think it's so, I've got a very short attention span as many people know. So for me, I'm flicking through so much content, consuming so much content when I'm on there and then I'm jumping off. And be warned, if you haven't been on TikTok, it is highly addictive, more addictive than I think I've ever seen any other platform. But in saying that, like you say, it's enjoyable to spend time on there. And I'll be on there and two or three hours ago and I'm like, oh my God, like what was I doing? Whereas Instagram, I'm I'm very much at the moment feeling like everyone is just desperate mm. and trying so hard to get in front of that audience. They're not doing their strategy. They're doing whatever they can do to get attention which is, you know, in itself, a, I find a little bit of an issue because it's quite of them are going, a lot of them are going off brand to just get people to look at them. And to me, that's a bit of a worry in terms of business because, you know, is that on brand for you or whatever you're doing? Whereas I feel like TikTok's definitely more authentic and fun. And and even my husband, firefighter, the station officer, the other day got in his daughter's TikTok and um, did a thing. And in the last 24 hours, it's gone to 1.5 million views and he's just this you know it was just so simple and I'm like oh my god and he's getting interviewed by Nova again it was something ridiculous whacked it out his daughter asked him to do it and yeah it's just unbelievable the virability that TikTok has that we perhaps once had on Instagram or Facebook but no longer do no and it's funny like if you do the right combination of things and you test it on TikTok and it goes viral it does have a very similar effect in Reels and then also on YouTube Shorts. So this is one of the the hints I got from the guy the other day that came and spoke to my group was like, he's done something that did really, really well on TikTok, took it, made it so it didn't have any of the watermarks, you know how all the platforms put watermarks on their stuff now, made sure it was smooth, put it on um, Instagram and Facebook Reels, funnily enough. Instagram didn't do that well, but Facebook Reels, and it went out to like 150,000 people. And it just went like, it went nuts. So if you can, it seems like, TikTok as well, a lot of the trends, a lot of the things that come through happen there first yep. and then they get kind of dispersed into others. So if you find something that does really well there, you can then kind of use it on your YouTube shorts, on your Facebook reels, Instagram reels, and, and use that as a bit of a leverage point. Yeah. So you're creating one piece of content, but you might multi-purposing it across different social media channels, which I mean, is so clever because like you say, it 
depends on where you're using it. And I did a reel recently on my um, Nikki Milne account and I put it out and it went to 90,000 people. But when I looked, 80,000 of those people were on Facebook reels. It wasn't actually from my Instagram, which you presume looking at the statistic when you pull it up, but when you actually deep dive into the statistic, it actually, the main traction come from Facebook, which was blew my mind because I just automatically shared it. I think it's like a little secret, like Facebook reels, I think perform better than Instagram reels. And they actually are, I don't know if people are noticing this, like, cause I, I try and scroll everything a few times a day so I can see what's going on and trends. And it's like the, the Facebook reels come up the most often on there than any other form of content. And they come up in like several um, components where you've got like, I think four or five videos in a row and then like another post down, it's like a post and then another four or five videos. So they really want, cause they know that TikTok's doing it. They yeah. know that that sort of content is there. So they want to give it um, the virality. And I think reels um, on Instagram have almost been, as you said, like a little bit used and abused. You know, when you've got people that are like, just like reels coaches, you're like, this yeah. is getting like too saturated now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's feeling the need that they're telling each everyone to use videos, but that's not true. It's what your audience want. And I'm seeing a lot of people being incredibly successful with carousels and posts and things like that. It's not based on trends. It's based on what your audience is going to relate the most to. So I think that's a really interesting, interesting thing. And that was just such an interesting conversation about TikTok because I certainly have noticed it as well. So it's great to hear you back me up and say, yep, there's <laughs> absolutely something worth exploring there in 2023. Find out what you need to focus on now in your business by taking my new business growth quiz. Together, we will identify where your business currently falls in the five levels, from zero to over a million dollars of income. What level are you at now? And what do you need to do to move forward to that next level of income? Take the quiz and based on your results, I will send you a personalized PDF workbook so you can scale your business to the next level in the year ahead. Head to www.com nickymilne.com to take the quiz. I know you do business coaching and mentoring, but you're really probably what I've found known for the most is these incredible masterminds that you hold throughout Perth. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your mastermind group and the strategy and what it actually is? Yeah, for sure. So we always, oh, like when I say we, I always notice that the big thing that I find is like when I go to events, that's when I have a lot of the best conversations. That's when I have a lot of the best interactions. And I know like um, myself, like and many people that I know that have gone to your events, it's like the content you get is great. But a lot of times it's like the chats you have with the person next to you or when you're at the back of the room having or having lunch or going to drinks after, like you have great, um, uh, great interactions, you get great networks and it's just a fun time. So I was like, well, What's like, I've always been a part of masterminds since I started. And I was like, what is Perth missing? And for me at the time, I was like, there's no good business, like just pure masterminds. A lot of people doing good education. But at that time, this was like 2014. I was like, there's not really a good community group of like business owners that are doing really well, similar industry, similar vibe and thoughts. So I was like, I want to create that for just a small group. We only have 20, 30 people max. Um, at any one event. And so I created it because I was like, I like in the big events, but I like int- the intimacy. I like being able to go around to everyone and be like, cool, let me look at your ads. Let me look at what you're doing here. And so I wanted to create that um, aspect for business owners that I like to do business with. So service-based, they like learning, they like growing, and they like having a good time together collectively. And so we decided to put that together. And I started with just myself. And I was just like, I'm just going to share knowledge. And I was like, 
But now I'm like, everyone kind of gets bored of me. Or I feel that way. I'm like, they've heard me speak. Like, they watch my podcast. They listen to me. It's like, so I want to bring in other cool people. And I found, again, that Perth specifically, and um, you would see this, Nikki, is like, we, we get skipped over for everything. Like, if you want to hear a big, amazing keynote speaker or someone's coming, even just a concert, like, that, Perth is like the bottom of the list. So I know that for, like, business events, like they can come and listen to someone awesome like yourself, Nikki, because you're here and you're here consistently, which, which is epic. But then it's like if they want um, to bring more and more people in, there's only so many, so many of us that live in Perth. Yeah. Unless there's more people coming through. So and not necessarily does everyone want to have a big trip to the East Coast every single you know couple of months and have to go there and flights and accommodation. So I was like, how can I bring my network of business people from around Australia and around the world to Perth? And that's also why we we did a big event just before COVID called Certified Ballers Live. Um, this was the second one. We brought Mark Boris over, had a really fun event, lots of cool speakers. And I was like, I just want to do this consistently, bring good people in. And COVID was a blessing because I got to bring all my international friends and speakers in because everyone was happy to sit in front of a computer. And they're like, well, if they're sitting at home, it's like, I can bring in Nikki or I can bring in like Tony Robbins, like sales coach. I can bring in the guy who wrote um, Never Lose a Customer Again, um, Joey Coleman and stuff like that. Really cool people that everyone wants to listen to. So I got a good mix of Australians and then international people. And now we're going back to a bit more in-person stuff because streaming is just a pain in the butt in Perth internet. One of the only other problems for Perth is Wi-Fi. Yeah. So now we're doing that. So obviously we've got you speaking at an event coming up soon, which is going to be awesome. And um, yeah, we just bring together once a quarter, bring together everyone, look at and celebrate as well the last quarter the last 90 days because most small business owners like we'll hit amazing targets i know you've hit some amazing goals in 2022 and, and prior to that also but as business owners we're like cool goal hit next goal yeah you know you're not, no one's like patting <laughs> themselves on the back and or maybe yeah have, like, i'm content next so we as well like to do that where it's like we we celebrate everyone and get them to share their wins and share their wins together share and like actually, so the original, like my original understanding of mastermind anyway, came from Napoleon Hill, which is all about leveraging a group of people with a collective goal and focus to put their minds together to help each other grow. Yeah. And that's what we do. So not only do we bring in cool speakers, we also go, hey, let me put you like me and Nikki are going to sit on a table with X and Y and Z. And let's all together help each other's businesses. And let's like talk about our one biggest problem. And then you've got someone who's in fitness you've got someone who owns a winery you've got uh nikki myself someone else all different industries yeah similar people and go oh what about this just throwing throwing ideas out there to help each other from a different viewpoint because it's really hard to read the label from inside the bottle you're in your business you're like i do this every day and someone could be like what about this and you're like didn't even think about that like that's amazing let me go and do that and use that to help more people and I think that's great. And I find it interesting you tend to run them over two to three days. Is that correct? Yeah. Why is that your strategy rather than one day intensive? Because I also like to get people out of their businesses for a little bit to reflect on things. So I found that we've um, we've tested a couple of different models. We, we used to do one day only on the weekend. Um, and then we did two days only on the weekend. And when I did the one day, I just found that for me to include like celebration and like because we do like actual physical awards for people intros and mastermind sessions is like if i do that normally in one day with how i would love to do it i have a time for one session mm, yeah. so i can say like one thing and for me it's like because again the last thing i'd love is someone to come or hate for someone to come and listen to me and be like i didn't like kim's voice 
And he was the only person I heard that day. Versus if I have Nikki on day two, like, cool, Nikki, I can relate to Nikki. That's good. Like, I like that sort of stuff. So I like to give him those options. And so what we did, we do now is two half days, first of all. Okay. So we go only, only till two o'clock. So like nine till two, including a short morning tea and lunch break, purely because I find after lunch, the attention span goes to the floor. Yeah. Until there's an opportunity to have a glass of wine, then it goes back up. But it's <laughs> like the, keeping that attention. So we'll do like two sessions and an implementation session. And then we have a full day of implementation on the third day. Because again, what I found is I've been a part of masterminds. I was in the, in the mastermind, uh, Facebook mastermind for two years. And I saw a guy in there who didn't launch an ad in that two years of the mastermind. So he paid somewhere in the vicinity of $75,000 across two years. Didn't even execute He's like, no, I liked all the people here, but I just never got around to. Oh launching. my god, you must have that like, kind of money. <laughs> but it's it's a frustrating experience for the other business owners that are sitting in there just doing everything that's suggested. Yeah, and we all have clients like that sometimes, and it's I found it very frustrating to me. It's not about the money. I I don't do well being surrounded by people like that. Exactly. And that's why I was like, if people come to my event, if they hear from Nikki on something awesome about growing their business organically and use, leveraging PR, it's like, cool. Now write your list of who are you going to go and hit up? What stories are you going to put forward? How are you going to approach this? How are you going to do this? And get them to do it. So at least if they go home, even if they only do that across the 90 days, they've done something. Like yeah. they've done something they could take away. And learn from. And I think that's so valuable. But um, yeah, I, I joined one of your masterminds and I think it was Bradley Sugar's. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he yeah. joined you from LA and it was just incredible. And I hadn't, I'd heard of him, but not actually heard him speak and you were interviewing him. And then I went on to read the book and he really resonated with me. And I think that's the kind of opportunity you bring to people through these masterminds. I would never have had that kind of, you know, there was only 20 or 30 of us in that particular mastermind, but it was just such an eye opener to someone else that, you know, if you take one thing away from a key speaker, I just think it's so worthwhile. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So vital. And so do you have a business mentor or coach? Curious. I always go into like finding, um, I get asked this question a lot and it's a good one. And it's like, I always hone in on a certain key area and I find a mentor for that area. Uh-huh. So for example, I've had specific sales coaches before, specific marketing coaches and like a business coach who's like not necessarily a business coach, but on the uh, holistic business approaches. So depending on like what I need at the time, I always go and do that. So I always have people that I turn to from a marketing perspective. So for example, at the moment, one of the, my mentors in the marketing space, and I've been a student of his um, since I could, could be, is a guy called Brian Kurtz, who used to work at a big company as a big direct response advertiser. He brings in amazing um, speakers that are purely direct response advertisers um, uh, and people in the space of marketing. So I always am a part of his um, programs wherever I can be because he um, just helps me understand advertising and people better. Like when you could only write a letter to someone uh, is, you know, we're going back that to those days where you didn't have the ability to talk to have visuals and things like that. If you can be really, really effective from that perspective, to me, that's that's where you can win across every single avenue there is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really interesting take. I mean, I've done um, coaching with you and, I mean, it's something I've definitely explored. It's just a really, it's a hard thing to navigate out there. There's so many business coaches and mentors and God knows what else. It is quite hard to actually seek out people. So that's a great strategy that you actually have in specific areas you need. Because I think that's better than finding potentially a general coach or something like that, which I found really challenging. As you said, there are so many out there. And 
again, it's it's easy to get lost in it. And I think as well, like discerning coach or mentor, like because coach can not necessarily have the full experience that you want, but they're going to help push you across the line, hold you accountable, do those things. And then you've got a mentor who's like, cool, this is what I've achieved and done and like ask me questions and follow along in my footsteps type thing. So it, there's like a big disparity because everyone, especially it becomes a sexy word like coaching yeah. or like I'm a business coach or I'm a this coach. And it's like most business coaches that are business coaches, they're like, I'm like, so have you run a business? Like, are you going to teach me how to read a PL? Are you going to do this? Like, what do you actually do? That's why when people come to us, it's like we give coaching, but a lot of it is specifically in the marketing and business growth space. So like sales, marketing, delivery are the areas where we love to play in. But if someone comes to me and we're like, Kim, I want you to help me understand my finances better. I'm like, I have a good understanding of that, but I'm not the I'm not gonna be like, yes, please, like sign up and work with me. Like I don't want to teach that stuff. And I think you've summarized that perfectly. Like I always say I'm a mentor because I'm not, I'm very fluid. So mm. every session with me is very fluid on what's happening in your business and how I've dealt with it in the past and what I can bring to it. Whereas coaching to me is such, uh, it's definitely more structured and you can rinse and repeat it, rinse and repeat it, the same strategy to everyone because it is a formula and a system, I guess, that you're actually teaching in the coaching. So each their own and what you want and what you need at different times will be different things. So I think that's a really good summary of that. And so in terms of 2023, what do you think marketing is going to look like? Where are we going as a holistic kind of all over the board kind of look? There was a really good phrase. I was trying to find the video earlier where like uh, Gary Vee and a lot of guys have been talking about it, which is the that because organic is coming back a bit more, like as we mentioned before with the virality of TikTok and things like that, is understanding how that pay plays a part in your business and properly using it, executing with the strategy, like you mentioned, in line with your brand, and then not just resting on that and using that as your basis for what you would amplify. So if you've got something that goes really, really well um, uh, organically, then it's like, why not tie a simple call to action at the end and run a few dollars behind it to direct people to your website? or to your funnel or to your ads, to to some sort of offer that you have, like tie those things in together and understanding that most people are falling into the shorter attention span. So a lot of the guys I'm talking to and we, as I said, we had to speak at the last mastermind we had is like a TikTok first creative because TikTok really has kind of like created the brand of that short form content that is um, short, sharp, snappy, to the point, gives you a call to action, um, showcases things really, really well. In you know, like obviously now they've got longer form content, but ideally like sub 15 seconds, can you get a really good message across? That I think is going to be even more important because if you can grab someone's attention and hold them, then it's like then you can show them longer things, then you can direct them to longer form content or longer form written articles or whatever it might be. But I think understanding that how people consume and then using that to your advantage and being like, well, look, you can go and do and use any platform. You don't have to go and be a dancer on TikTok or a mimer or something like that, or because other people are doing reels a certain way. You don't have to do it like that. Do it what's in alignment with your brand and your business, and then use your dollars smartly. Like, don't necessarily do what you've always done. Go, great. If something's working over here organically, amplify it. Like, use that to push out and bring in more uh, more of your audience because I think it is still a great opportunity and who, who knows how long this will last. But on most of those platforms where you can get good organic reach to then bring in a warmer audience in and, and bring them in as followers, bring them in as fans and hopefully ideally customers and clients as well um, while, whilst you can. Because again, who knows what's going to happen in the world, the economy, no one's got a crystal ball. So the faster and more uh, more advantage you can take now, I think will, will pay off in 
And I think that's so true. I see people putting ad spend behind a post that hasn't performed well or something. And I'm like, what is the theory behind that? If something's performed well, that's what you actually put the accelerator down on. And that's what you should be boosting in terms of ads and putting it out in your email list and all the rest of it. It blows my mind that people think that content that hasn't performed well by running ads to it will actually increase. Mm. that's not how it works. So I love that you've brought that point up because it's something that it's me. <laughs> and I'm like, if it hasn't done well organically, it is not going to do well in a paid space. Like I just do not understand people's thinking like that. But if it's done well organically, well then absolutely amplify it. It is the season of freebies. So why don't you head to my website and take one of the three freebies I have on offer. There's a five-day challenge, a brand audit, and the new business scale quiz. If I was choosing one, that is the one I'd be choosing. Determine how to scale your business with actionable steps into the next tier of the scale. Head to www.nikkimilne.com and take the quiz. I can't wait to see your results and help you move forward in growing your business so that 2023 is the most profitable year for your business. Thanks for listening to the Passions Profit Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review and follow the podcast. Your support means the world to me and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Passion to Profit.